the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. your life and welcome to the first show our first show of 2023 happy new year to everybody happy happy new year you know i tell you i'm excited about the show today uh because i got a young man that's been on the show before so inspirational 
uh, that uh, it's just incredible. Uh, the, the the enthusiasm, the uh, everything about this young man. Uh, we sometimes we have challenges. We we go through an issue or a problem, and sometimes it's kind of hard to get back on your feet. And I'm talking about really face those things and also mentally. And uh, this this guy right here, I tell you, you just sit back, incredible. And uh, I'm going to share, I want to lock the radio station in along with the television at the same time. So, Todd, let's do it. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello. Welcome to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. Uh, regardless of whether you're watching on E360 TV, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, or over 20 plus other live streaming networks, or you're listening to it on KCBQ, AM 1170, FM 96.1, the answer, San Diego. How you doing, Todd? How you doing? I'm always good. Happy New Year's, James. Happy New Year to you, my friend. And uh, I believe that this is going to be an absolutely fantastic year. Not saying 2022 wasn't fantastic. But 2023 is going to be better, you know. So uh, uh, that's where we at right now. Uh, I've got Doctor uh, Michelle Denise Cooley on the phone. How are you doing, Doctor? I'm doing fine, Doctor Cooley. How are you? I am doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. It's uh, so happy to be back here uh, on. Uh, I'm just being back, beginning the new year, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just absolutely fantastic. And so. Uh, what are your thoughts about this young man that's going to be on the show today? Well, like you mentioned, he was a previous guest on our show a couple of times, and he's um, very inspirational, motivating. And, you know, he's got a lot of things to share with us, and I'm really excited that he's back on the show. I am, too. And I tell you what, Michelle, uh, I want to go ahead and get this started because uh, I am excited about the journey and uh, all the great things that this this young man is doing. So can you please tell our viewers and our listeners the title of the show, the purpose of the show, and introduce this great man? Oh, most definitely. So the title of the show is Walking Towards Your Challenges. And the purpose is getting to know public and motivational speaker Robert Paler and talk about the power of perspective and how to control our mindsets. He's also going to be discussing the importance of community and developing a life with purpose. So let's um, remind the audience and the listeners about this young man. So in 2017, Collegiate Rugby National Championship, Robert Paler broke his neck and his life changed in an instant. Immediately, he was deemed a quadriplegic and was told he would never walk or move his hands again. Through an unbreakable vision, relentless determination, Robert is defying the odds. He's graduated from UC Berkeley and is on the journey to walk again and is sharing his method of how he overcame quadriplegia. Every person faces challenges. Robert's are just visible. The skills Robert uses to overcome paralysis can be used by all to optimally perform and live with positively. 
His message is one that inspires others to assess their full potential and conquer their challenges, no matter how daunted they may seem. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, welcomes back Robert Paylor to the show. How you doing, my friend? Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So excited to be here. Dr. Michelle, Dr. JC, thank you so much for having me. So excited to kick off this year with a bang. Man, you know, we're we so happy to have you when uh, I got in touch and you accepted, man. Uh, I was jumping up and down, you know, because, <laughs> man, I love hearing your story. I, I love how you encourage and how you just enlighten folks uh, because uh, uh, the challenges that many of us have, sometimes we just want to lay down and just be pitied. That's not Robert. <laughs> that's, 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 not, that's not Robert. So First of all, Robert, can you tell our, our listeners and our viewers uh, that uh, uh, a little bit about your show? But before we do that, if you want to call in and be part, that's one 866 That's, again, you call in the radio station at one 866 You know, So, Robert, can you tell, just remind our, our listeners, tell them a little bit um, about you, uh, the verse, and also the best word that described you and why. Yeah, so I'll start off just a little bit about myself. So I'm a Northern California native um, from the Sacramento area. And growing up, it was hot summers and uh, sports. Um, I'm a lifelong athlete. Kind of grew up playing the traditional three American sports, football, basketball, baseball. But when I was in high school, I found the sport of rugby. Um, Now, I didn't even know what the sport was. Until I got into high school, let alone how it was played and the rules of the game, the history of the game, anything like that. Um, but my high school out of Sacramento, Jesuit High School, um, is is the most successful high school um, rugby program in America. Um, teams from all over the world come over to compete against us with more national championships than any other single school program. Um in the history of, of American rugby um, for the high school level. So I had a knack for being a physical player, um, which you know, was a decent, good athlete in the sports I was playing and um, decided to give it a shot. And uh, it was the greatest decision that I ever made. I took an immediate love to the sport. I got MVP my first year playing and um, went on to you know be captain of the team. And we saw a lot of success. And then Eventually got my shoulder tapped to go play for UC Berkeley uh, for the Cal men's rugby team. Um, Cal at the time, I believe, has had 33 national championships is where we're at. So you can look at any team, any level, any any sport. And I think the only team that has more championships than us is the Harlem Globetrotters. And their games are rigged, so we were doing okay. I was pretty excited about it. But yeah, my dreams were unfolding for me in life. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about that story and how it unfolds. But eventually I've been brought over, you know, to this point in my career as an inspirational speaker, sharing my story and sharing the tools that have helped me to overcome my challenges that others can use. And I think to answer that second question there, the one word that I would use to describe me is um, is fortitude. Um, that's a word that I take a lot of um, passion and, and pride in. And you know, the definition of forward to is um, perseverance and adversity and pain. And um, I think that in a lot of ways, fortitude is, is the key to happiness. And um, if, if we continue to persevere through our challenges and maintain that positivity through it all, then we can certainly overcome anything that comes our way, even if it may not be how we, how we thought it would unfold initially. Wow. 
you know, uh, fortitude, man. That's just that is a very powerful word, and mm-hmm. and um, most of us need to follow in that footstep. Yeah. So, Robert, twenty twenty two. Uh, you know, how was it for you, and what is what is your immediate uh, plan for twenty twenty three? Yeah, that's a great question. I think twenty twenty two was a year of getting tools, you know, mental tools. I uh, had the good opportunity to work in the nonprofit space for UC Berkeley um, and uh, just gained a lot of managerial skills, just work skills. I graduated in, in 2020. So, you know, I've been out for a couple of years and I'm really just trying to build up my tool set that I can then go out and use in the world. Um, and in 2022, I saw some really incredible rehab um, progression. I'm standing up out of my wheelchair or my bed, probably doing five times the reps that I was doing um, in the beginning of 2022. Um, my endurance has picked up. I'm just on the last day, I went to go set um, a final PR for the year and I was able to walk 450 yards in my house. That's a far cry from what we'll discuss in this conversation of what my doctor told me I'd be lucky if I could just pick up a piece of pizza and feed myself. Um, I've seen incredible progress there and now finally speeches in person and being able to travel across the country and meet new people. Um, 2022 gave me a lot and I'm excited to take that into 2023, doubling down, spending more time in speaking, hoping to get a book, um, over the line and working on that process and, um, continuing to share this message and continue to pursue my rehabilitation goals and share that with everybody so that they can use that as fuel to pursue their goals as well. Wow. I mean, you're an inspiration to all of us. And um, I, I want you to explain to the audience and our viewers about that day mm-hmm. on May 17th. Uh, can, can you bring them uh, to light on what happened that day? Yeah, a uh, certainly a transformational day in my life. Um, the day was May 6th of 2017. And, you know, it's funny how the same day means different things to different people. Um, you know, for some people, that was their birthday or an anniversary. Um, for me, it was something very different. It was the day of the collegiate rugby national championship. Um, I was starting as a sophomore for the team thinking this was going to be the best day of my life. Um, as a lifelong athlete, you dream of the moments when you get to compete on the highest stage. And um, I would there, I, I had reached that stage. And um, when you're a national champion, you're not just a national champion for the day. You're national champion for your entire life. So I was had a lot of anticipation of this day and felt very prepared. But it was very early on in this game that I was competing in a mall. And for those of you who don't know rugby, a mall is when the bigger guys, we group together in a single unit and we push to advance the ball. The defense's job is to come straight in and stop us from pushing forward. It's a boiler room. You know, it's where the big guys thrived. And I was a big guy of six foot five, about 245 pounds. I was put on this earth to move people, just moving people that don't want to be moved. And we're five meters off from scoring this thing. I mean, I'm practically drooling here on this field, trying to drive this thing in. But as I'm doing this, the opposing players, they start making illegal moves and the referee's not calling anything. So player enters in from the side, something that you're not supposed to do, but the ref doesn't call it. And then number eight, he binds me in a headlock. He's pinning my chin down to my chest. Now, normally this would be an automatic yellow or red card in rugby, an immediate suspension from the game, but the ref doesn't call it. Another player comes in and chops me down by my legs. I start riding down. I close my eyes. I grip my teeth and then snap. I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't move anything. I was lying there completely numb and motionless, wondering what just happened to me. And um, I'd been thrust into my worst nightmare and there was no waking up. 
Wow, this this is incredible, and uh, that's that's right there that just uh, brings a chill to probably anybody listening to this conversation. Uh, but can uh, you start this? Cause we're gonna take a break in about a minute. Uh, after that happened, and you knew, and the doctors told you what what had happened, did you immediately just push back and or settle, or you said, "I'm gonna beat this"? whatever that is. I said, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to give it absolutely everything I have to get absolutely everything I can get. Um, because the doctor's prognosis was grim. He said, Robert, you'll never walk again. You'll never move your hands. You'll be lucky if one day you can pick up a piece of pizza and feed yourself. That's if you survive this potentially life-threatening surgery of spinal fusion. Um, I, I, I didn't have like the doctor on, on his, on my side. I didn't have the odds on my side and I have signs of hope showing or showing up really. Um, but I had immense faith that if I gave it everything I had, that I would, I would sleep peacefully at night and that I would have all the, all the progress that, that I needed, um, to be able to live a really fantastic, amazing life. Um, Why don't you hold, hold that though? We're going to take a station break, but when we come back, I want to pick it up right there. Yeah. And then if you want to be part of this conversation, couple ways you can do you can call 1-866-577-2473 or you can go to the comments and just ask this great man any question that you want and i promise to get it up on the screen and get your answer remember it's your life we'll be back shortly after the break there's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on it's your life with james cooley Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley, available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. Uh, uh, I'm Dr. James J.C. Cooley, and as you see, uh, Michelle, Dr. Dr. Michelle Cooley, got a fantastic guest, uh, Robert here. I uh, just uh, love chatting with this man, and, and just you can feel the, the inspiration uh, that he brings. And, and uh, even though uh, many of us get challenged, we have to be able to look past the dark moments that uh, might affect us at that particular time. And, and start thinking, how do I fix this? How do I, how, how can I get, get, get back on track? And uh, Robert is, uh, just like I said, uh, fortitude, uh, just uh, 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 a walking, uh, I, I call it hope, enthusiasm, and uh, everything else that goes along with that. So, Robert, so just like I just mentioned about 
the dark side. Sometimes you know we on the dark side because we like why, 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 why me? Yeah. If we if we stayed there, it's going to be like that for the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell our viewers and our listeners what inspired you immediately? Uh, once, especially once you got the news from the doctor that this ain't gonna get me. Whatever they tell me, it's uh, I'm, it, it's, it's it ain't gonna happen because I'm going to make it happen because mm-hmm. it's all about mindset. Yeah. Yeah, I, what helped me was having a really strong foundation. Um, it was the preparation that I had done before I broke my neck that helped me when I broke my neck. Um, and a lot of that was through sports and specifically um, building up mental toughness. Now, on the Cal Rugby team, we had a glossary of terms that we would use to define certain things. We all knew that we were on the same page when we were communicating with each other. And um, we defined mental toughness as the ability to focus on the next most important thing. So in the context of rugby, if you drop a ball, if you miss a tackle, you need to be able to move on to the next moment. The thing that's happening right now, not dwelling on the past and letting your mindset get stuck over there. You need to be focused on the present. Um, That mental toughness notion and definition got put to the ultimate test when I broke my neck because I wanted to, I wanted to be angry. I wanted to be lost in my emotions thinking what the heck just happened to me. Uh, when a doctor's saying, you're not going to walk again, you're never going to move your hands. My, my mind wanted to freak out and it wanted to panic. It didn't want to have to make a decision on if I needed, if I wanted to go into a spinal fusion surgery, I had to make that decision in just 30 minutes. Um, there was so much going through my mind, but because of that strong foundation I had built up, um, I could kind of take a deep breath, focus on what I needed to focus on in that most in that in that moment, the next most important thing, and make a clear-headed decision. I knew one thing, and that's that I wanted to walk again. Um, being able to just pick up a piece of pizza wasn't enough for me to have ambition and purpose in my life. I needed to endeavor for more, and um, and in that moment, I, I needed to go into the spinal fusion surgery. Um, there was, uh, there was much, much more that I needed to focus on rather than just simply panic. And I think that foundation of athletics that I had built up previously really helped me, uh, take on that challenge. Wow. So Robert, um, you know, during the process where, you know, you had the mental toughness and, you know, you had family, friends, and probably people telling you, you know, when you, let's say when you were at your lowest Mm -hmm. and, even though they mean well for you, was it hard for them to understand what you were going through? And like, sometimes did did you feel like you needed to kind of be alone and kind of figure out your thoughts, Um, not to feel sorry for yourself, but kind of figure out, okay, let me get my head right. Even though they're being helpful maybe I just need them to step away for a little bit. What are your thoughts? Did you experience that? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's good to have balance in the situation like that. Um, on one hand, I was in a situation where I needed a lot of help uh, physically and mentally, of course, physically, right? I, uh, I couldn't move my body. Um, I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't scratch my nose. Um, there was hardly anything I could do for myself. So I needed people to be there with me throughout those moments. Um, and um, there were also times when I really, really need people to be there for me mentally, be there for me emotionally. If I were just to be 
sitting in a, in a hospital room by myself, not being able to move my body. I mean, I can't even think of, you know, where my thoughts would have gone and the, the depression that I would have, would have felt just feeling so hopeless and alone. Um, when my teammates came to visit me, when my family, my friends, when complete strangers came to visit me, giving me their love, giving me their support, believing in me when maybe I didn't believe in myself, that kept me moving forward. And um, But I also needed those moments where I could be with myself to really come to terms with what happened because optimism is a really important thing to have. Um, but realism is an important thing to have as well. There were a lot of people who I met who had a similar thing, um, like what happened to me happened to them. And they would kind of say, Oh, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to walk again. Everything's going to be okay. I'm not a quadriplegic. This isn't really happening the way that it's being explained to me. Um, and you know, these, these people, because they're not realistic about their current reality and situation, they don't put in the work that needs to happen to get to that optimistic future that they have. And I think sometimes those moments when I could be by myself a little bit, stewing, stewing those thoughts and, and grapple with those fears that I could come to a really realistic expectation of where I was, where I wanted to be, and the realistic steps and amount of and significant amount of work that it was going to take to get there. Wow. So all the work that, I mean, it, it took and you put in and you uh, told the doctor, so you defied the odds. Mm-hmm. With all that work, what did it feel like when you first began to walk again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about that. Uh, this guy told you that you wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah. And 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 just like you mentioned earlier, you 15 laps. Uh, that, that's 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 great. And it's pr- yeah. probably just going to get better and better. It so will. Can you, can, can you tell our viewers and our listeners what it was like being able to walk? for the first time again? Yeah, it's this is a really interesting question um, because my answer I don't think is what most people would expect. So I took my first steps after my injury about eight months after I was injured. Um, at that time, I had, I had just had this, just building up a skyscraper brick by brick, trying to build up small little movements and getting my synapses to finally connect once again. And um, it came to the moment where I was building up some strength and some movement. And my physical therapists were saying, let's get, let's, let's get you into a walker and start taking some steps. Let's take your first steps for a second time. And of course, I had been anticipating this moment um, more than anything in my entire life. I'm thinking, this is the Super Bowl. This is the A++++ on that big final you were studying for. Uh, this is everything. Once I can walk again, I can be happy and I can I can enjoy life. And um, so I got into into my walker. I was in the basketball stadium over at Craig Hospital in Denver, Colorado, where I was doing um, my rehabilitation. And um, I mean, I I strained. I was I was being cautious, but I strained. And that step went forward, and like boom, like planted into the feet inches in front of me, and it happened. And I did it again. I did it again. And I was actually able to get all the way down the basketball court. And back. And then I sat into my chair, you know, I gave my physical therapist high fives and fist bumps. And then I was like, nice job, Rob. Okay, now go to your next workout. And I was thinking, okay, you know, I did it. And then at, at the end of the day, I was kind of like, like, wait, like, that's it? Like, I thought this was going to be a life changing moment for me that um, everything, everything would change. And, um, and I kind of realized like, wow, we can't wait 
for one thing to happen in our lives before we allow ourselves to be happy. Because I could have spent an entirety of eight months just thinking, man, everything's going to be good when I can walk again. So I can just kind of put my head down, not appreciate what I what I have in this given moment because I don't have that. And I could spend the rest of my life currently thinking everything will be okay when I don't need to use my wheelchair ever again. And a lot of us might have that that expectation in our lives. I think it's a common thing for us to have to kind of delay satisfaction in our lives. I think it's important to have goals. And I think it's important to be excited about those goals and realize that achieving those goals will give us something, but it won't give us everything. We do have to be able to appreciate what we have right now, in a sense. We have to be able to see the great things we have in our lives um, because every moment is truly a gift. And um, and I realized, you know, if you're taking my first steps, um, that I need to be able to be happy right now with what I, with, with what I have, in, you know, in this current moment. Wow. You know, uh, we're going to take a station break, but when I get back, I'm asked a tough question because uh, your injury happened and another person calls that. I want to talk to you to find out, uh, have you contacted that person? That person contacted you, uh, what it was like. So <clears throat> when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of other things. You want to be part of this conversation, that's one 2473 Again, that's one 577 2473 But you can also go to the comments and ask any question you want to. Yes, your life. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There's much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gift of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show. It's your life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen for anyone who thinks they're stuck in life or needs to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to become an overcomer because a bigger, better, and more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. 
Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to It's Your Life. And I'm just sitting here just having fun, just chatting with this great man and just uh, listening to his story. And uh, I hope that you are doing the same thing. And it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of inner self. It takes a lot of mindset or sometimes changing the way that we think in order for us to get back on track, stay on track and continue to grow. And this man right here has showed all of us that four, 15 laps, 400 uh, yards. Uh, when uh, they tell you you're not going to be able to do anything, that's incredible. And it's going to get better because his mindset is I will be the best that I can be. And that might take me a little time, uh, but I'm going to get there. You know, so if you want to be part of this conversation, a uh, couple of ways. You can call to a radio station at one 866 or go to the comments, you know, and just uh, whatever uh, mechanism that you're watching this on and just ask us any questions that you like. Robert, tough question right here. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's like I was saying right before the break, this injury happened because of another person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, we find it hard to forgive or even think about that. And, and many of us accumulate a, I, I, I guess I hate to use the word hate or whatever. Can you tell us, uh, since this happened, have you seen contact or heard from this individual? Uh, and can you tell us how you felt, how you feel, how you feel now about about that incident? Yeah, this uh, this is a tough question. It's It's a question that I grappled with for a very long time. Um, because like you said, what, what happened to me was illegal. I was wrapped around my head into an illegal head headlock. And, um, that force was continued all the way to the ground, eventually causing my paralysis. And you can bet when I was looking at pictures and videos of someone wrenching me down illegally and breaking my neck, I wanted to hate this person. I had so many negative emotions towards this person and there were times when I wanted this person to hurt like I was hurting in those moments. And this guy, he has never reached out to me, actually. Um, He's never said he's sorry. It's been 2,068 days since my neck was broken and um, I haven't heard a word, but I forgive him whether he's sorry or not. Because I realized that the more hate I gave to this person, the more power I gave to him, the less power I had for myself. It wasn't until I made that real conscious decision to forgive this person that I could finally be relieved of all that anger. And I'll be honest with you, it wasn't some flip of the switch thing. Like I said that I forgave him and then immediately all those negative emotions were gone. No, people would ask me, you know, Robert, what do you think about this guy? You know, what's your take? And I would say I forgive him and I wish him well. But within me, I was still holding on to a lot of anger and a lot of animosity. But as time went on, I never missed a beat. I always said, I forgive him. I wish him well. I forgive him. I wish him well. And as the days added up into weeks and 
months and years, that animosity it slowly went down and that hatred just slowly vanished where here I am today, completely having been able to move on from that, not looking behind me, but looking forward because that's where I'm going and um, being just relieved of anything that would attach me to the past or negative emotion um, in control of my mindset because I made that conscious choice that wasn't easy to make and did it over time. I think forgiveness is just always the answer for any of us. Wow. You know, it, it definitely is. It's really forgiveness is, is for you. It's not for the other person. And, you know, I think the one of the most important things of forgiveness and just tell me that you experienced that um, you're uh, you're a motivational speaker and as you state, one of the most important things of healing is to let go of the anger, bitterness, yeah. resentment, whether it's towards you or to, towards somebody else, because men, how you feel mentally and spiritually, it does affect you physically. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm so um, happy that, you know, you don't think about it anymore. You don't think mm-hmm. about it, you know, and it goes away. You're like, wow, I haven't thought about it. But one of the things that's most important, do you agree, is that people start, stop bringing up the other person? Because I feel that when you make your peace, not that you're, not, not that you're denying that it didn't happen or this mm-hmm. person didn't do it, but... We're human. We don't need to be constantly reminded of it. So those around your your inner circle and, you know, it's all positive. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. Robert, we're going to just focus on great things going forward. Is that how you see it? Absolutely. I think it really, um, that kind of mindset that you're talking about and approach to life really ties into having a good mental diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all understand the physical diet, right? It's nasty and nasty out, or if we eat well, our bodies perform better. And I think the same thing goes for our minds. And the more we take in negative information or we willingly interact with a situation that we know is going to bring us down, we know is going to make us feel negative, the more negative we're going to be as people and the less able we are to move on, to take on life's challenges. There was a real conscious effort um, when people would want to grapple with these issues that um, that affected me, that that put me in a place where I didn't want to be, that I had to I had to be able to kind of dismiss these things to, you know, maybe give the short answer and simply move on. Not because I'm trying to ignore the situation, but but like you said, I'm trying to focus on something positive as I'm going through what is really a, a grieving uh, situation. Um, I think it's it's important for us to grapple to those issues to an extent, um, but not so much to where we get tied up and we just can't we just can't move forward. We have to have a good intentional audit of that kind of information and energy that's working its way into our mindset um, because it reflects in, in our attitude and how we act. Yeah, it's kind of like when you think about it, like um it's like, why would I want to think of something that makes me miserable or yeah. angry? What's what's the purpose in that? Um, so, you know, you're a motivational speaker. Um, can you, as a part A and B question first, um, when it was proposed to you or when, you, when you're, do, you're doing it, were you a little nervous? And how, how does the, what message or messages do you decide to, to speak on, um, uh, of course, your your story, but how do you tailor each message to the venue and the audience that you're talking to? 
Yeah. So um, in terms of me get, getting on this endeavor of inspirational speaking, um, it really kind of came came to me at first. Uh, there's a lot of people who are saying, Robert, you have this great story. You tell it really well. There's a lot of people out there who are hurting and they need they need inspiration. They need tools in your lives. Think about sharing your story with them. So I had a real um, consolidated effort at my personal um, you know, rehabilitation. But once I returned back to UC Berkeley, one of my professors and a, a great friend of mine presented the opportunity for me to come speak to his class. He said, Robert, there's a lot of people in this class who have challenges. Um, we can all see your challenges. Um, but for most people, we can't see what we're going through. But this approach that has helped you to overcome quadriplegia, I think it can help them overcome what they're going through as well. So I sat down with my coach many, many times and thinking about how to tell this story, but more importantly, how to communicate the tools that have helped me to overcome my challenge, talking about things like perspective and how do we control our mindsets and how do we develop purpose in our lives and and be able to live with positivity regardless of the things that happen to us. Um, I got, to, you know, I got over and prepped for that speech and I was nervous, but I was excited too. It's kind of like those pregame jitters that I would get um, before a sporting event. And um, I remember giving this presentation and they're, they're laughing and they're crying and it's a standing ovation in the end. I'm thinking, man, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is my purpose because when I got hurt, my purpose at that time was, was rugby. It was being a good athlete and I lost that purpose and it seemed like it was never going to come back. Um, but when I saw the impact that sharing this story was able to make on the lives of others, um, I retained that purpose in my life. I, I found something new um, and decided I just I just need to go all in on this um, because being able to give this to others gives me so much. Um, so that's kind of how this endeavor all began. And in terms of tailoring it to the audience, you know, that's, um, that's me working with, with the event manager and, you know, talking to people and the ch unique challenges that they're, um, they're going through this injury has certainly given me, um, a large toolbox. So, um, so there's, there's plenty of tools for, for me to, to bring over to an event, to, you know, shares with, with groups and individuals. Wow. You know, I know we got a break coming up in about a minute, but I got a three part question. Uh, uh, first of all is, what would you like before uh, this happened? How much of this positive outlook and optimism uh, that uh, came from the DNA? Mm -hmm. And the third question is, uh, did your friends that I mean, truly know you, your friends, family, did they know that uh, that was your attitude or going to be your attitude? Uh, if we can just start that off and pick it up uh, when we uh, get back from the break, we've got about 30 seconds. Yeah, so I I have always been a positive person and an optimistic person. I think that um, my upbringing gave that to me. I played for a lot of high-performing teams where we strived to be the best, um, to, that we weren't just going to be mediocre. We were going to go through it all, uh, for it all. And that requires a positive mindset to be able to achieve an endeavor like that. Um, and in terms of you know my friends and their expectations of how I would deal with this, um, I don't know hold, exactly. Hold, hold that, hold that question, because we're going to pick that up when we get back. Uh, and I, I wanted to get it started uh, because it's a three-part question, and we got a lot more coming your way. And if you want to be part of this great conversation, all you got to do. 
1-866-657-7273 or go to the comments. Ask this great man any question you want to. We'll be back shortly after the break. It's your life. I'm Dr. James J.C. Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life and this remarkable guest that I have on this show today. It's, it's, uh, it's just incredible to have him back. It's been about 18 months. Uh been about 18 months uh, since uh, you were last on the show. Hey, Todd, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, Todd. Hey, man, what, what do you think about this so far, my friend? It's a great show. And, you know, the thing is that it's just amazing how, you know, people react to certain situations. Some people, you know, in this situation could just, you know, not want to do anything else. But Robert took his, you know, what happened to him and now it motivates him and he's out talking with people. And it's just it's it's amazing to see how people act on different situations. And Robert rose to the occasion and it's amazing what he's doing. And he's doing a lot of great things, man, uh, going around, inspiring folks, talking to folks, uh, uplifting people, encouraging people that regardless of what that is, sometimes we have to be able to switch our mindset. And uh, I'm, I'm just so happy, uh, uh, Robert, that uh, you're doing these great things. And so uh, and uh, I know uh, I'm encouraged always. And I want to pick it back up with the, the question I asked uh, about, um, you know, there's a lot of this uh, positivity, optimism coming from DNA. And what are your friends and family? Uh, did they know uh, immediately once uh, you kind of recovered a little bit that you was going to be the great positive person that you are today and that you was not going to let challenges uh, stop you from whatever your goals are? Yeah. So to kind of pick up where I left off, in terms of, you know, how did my family and friends think I was going to react to this? Um, how's it all played out in the way that they thought it would initially? And um, I don't, I don't, of course, I don't know exactly what they're thinking. Um, but I think that a lot of them, 
expected to walk into that hospital room and see me for the first time and see a person who was broken physically and mentally. Um, my life had just been turned upside down. The prognosis was very bleak. There was every reason um, to to just kind of sink into, into that that depression and, and make no no attempt um, to get out of it. And um, when my friends came into that room, um, I was myself. You know, I was I was still me, and I was cracking jokes, and I had a smile on my face, and I was enjoying the company of my friends and the company of my fam my family. And, um, and I think that's something that I'm most proud of throughout this, um, this injury and the challenges that is presented to me is that I've always still just maintained who I am. Um, I didn't like let this injury change me for the worst or determine what I would do for my life. You know, I, I've taken ownership of it and, um, I haven't, I haven't let me get me down. Of course, I've, I've had my bad moments, um, but I try to never have a bad day. And um, my mom, you know, told me this story later that my friends and teammates, they walked, they walked in, walked out of that hospital room so much different than when they walked in. Um, when they came in, you know, they, they were somber. Um, They're about to see their, their friend, their brother, their, their teammate um, in a really broken state. But I think when they saw that I wasn't going to let this beat me, um, it gave them hope. And, you know, they just continued to send me texts and give me phone calls, stay in touch um, to let them know that, that they believe in me. And um, that in turn gave me so much, such a reciprocal cycle um, that we had to, to keep me moving forward and hopefully be able to give some hope and inspiration to them as well. Um, but it was certainly a choice. And there were some times when I had to fake it till I make it. And, um, and that's, that's, not, that's not bad either, right? Sometimes it's okay to choose positivity, even when we're not feeling it. Um, because it, it certainly, it certainly helped for me. Um, but I, it was, it was some, it was some conscious decisions I had had to make to just realize that this, this injury isn't going to change who I am. Wow. You know, so, uh, uh you talked about earlier when we first, uh, I think we might've been in the green room. Uh, you talked about setting ambitious goals, uh, versus reality, both have to have to kind of match mm-hmm. up in certain way. Can you explain that to our viewers and our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of in terms of uh, creating a vision, and um, I think we all had to have a vision in our lives, and we all had to have ambitious, bold goals that we look to achieve. I mean, set set those goals high. Something something that motivates you, something that makes you want to get up out of bed. When that doctor set the goal of me being able to simply feed myself again. That wasn't the motivation I needed to pursue through this injury. That wouldn't keep me going for now 2,068 days that I've been pursuing this goal of being able to walk again. I needed something ambitious. And that goal that I set on day one was me not needing to use my wheelchair ever again, whether that's me using a walker, me using a cane, crutches, or nothing at all. That was my goal. And it was bold. It was 1% or less probably that I would, I would be able to achieve that based on the statistics. Then I was willing to put in work and, and effort time um, to being an outlier in those statistics and then just praying to God that, um, that I had the, the luck to, and the blessings to be able to make that happen. And um, so I had that bold goal on one end. But on the other end, I was also very realistic about my situation. There were a lot of people I met who weren't realistic about their situation. They wanted the same outcome as I did, but they weren't realistic about the work that it took to get there. They thought, I'm going to be okay. Just give me a couple of weeks and I'm going to be walking out of this hospital sort of in denial 
um, when we don't have a solid understanding of where we are, it's very difficult to create the pathway mentally uh, to where we want to be. So for me, I, w- I realized that what happened to me was tra- tragic. It was catastrophic. And it was going to take a lot of work and a lot of luck for me to get there. And I was signing up for a commitment that I would likely be working towards for years, potentially my entire life. Um, I knew that and how much work it took, but I had such a clear understanding of where I wanted to be um, that that was kind of the, the fuel to my fire that kept me going. And um, and it's kept me going, you know, for over five and a half years now. I think anybody could do this for a week or a couple of months, but um, it gets really taxing, you know, when, when you start adding it up into multiple years, but I maintain a strong vision and it propels me forward. Wow. You know, t- can you tell us uh, about uh, your support system, not just the doctors uh, that uh, it's their job to do the best they can for, you know, help you through rehabilitation, but uh, the other people like your coaches, your family, uh, et cetera, that uh, you depend on them for support, uh, for mental uh, capacity. Can you tell us, uh, our listeners, a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. The support I have received um, is critical, and I certainly wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for the people who got me here. Um, I think it's kind of this common assumption, um, especially maybe in American culture, that the tough or the gritty thing to do when adversity strikes us is to not ask for help, to just assume that burden on our own shoulders and keep marching forward. And in reality, I think that's the last thing that we should do because when we work with others, there's so much more that we can achieve. My mom slept on a chair by my bedside every single night for two months. Two months, she slept in a chair and she was someone to talk to. She would scratch my nose when it itched and she wiped my tears when I cried. She pumped down on my lungs over on my diaphragm to get the mucus out of my lungs when I was battling pneumonia because she said that she couldn't just stand there and watch her son die. I couldn't have done it without her. I couldn't have done it without my teammates, my family, and my friends coming to visit me in the hospital, giving me their love, giving me the support, giving me the power of their belief in me. I couldn't have done it without my therapists. I couldn't have done it without my coaches. When I returned to Cal and my teammates helping me navigate Berkeley's campus, I wouldn't have graduated if it weren't for the help of my rugby team. And I wouldn't be able to pursue my goals today if it if it weren't for the people who continue to rally around me, for my mom, for my girlfriend, for these living angels that are in my life, putting me up on their shoulders and keeping me moving forward. But here's the thing. I have to ask for help, too. And I have to be be willing to um, to accept help when it's offered up to me. Even though I don't like having to ask for help and I wish I could just do everything independently, I need to realize and we all need to realize that we can't do everything on on our own. There's so much more that we can achieve when we do it in community with others. So I recommend to everyone to always think about um, who you can be working with in a given given situation and who you can lean on for support, because I believe that the sports the sports out there sometimes more clear than others, um, but it's there and, and we always ought to use it because there's so much more we can do when we wow. do. So we're down to the last couple of minutes, but I have to always throw this in. Um, what would, if you could, what would uh, 30 seconds left if you can, what would uh, Robert uh, today, uh, January 2023, if he could go back and tell Robert, uh, 
that's that was there in May uh, twenty or May uh, twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. What, what what would he, what would you tell him? I would say to be grateful for every moment because there were a lot of times when I was in that hospital bed and I was thinking, how can I be grateful for anything? And how could I how could I possibly pull any sort of positive out of this situation? I was fighting for my life. I couldn't move anything. How is it even possible? Um, and when I look back. Um, on everything that I've been through, there was always something to be grateful for. I had my mind, I had myself, I had my family, I had my friends. Um, I always had something to be positive about. And um, when I go through my darkest moments, um, it might always, it might not just flip a switch and put a smile on my face, but it does keep me moving forward to realize that our lives are a gift. Every day is a gift. And we ought to treat each moment like that with gratitude. I got to. And man, we out of time. But you know what? Let me tell you, you have a, you come on my show anytime. <laughs> you come on my show anytime. You know, so I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show. I'd like to thank uh, 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 KCBQ, my producer, Todd Pirate. I'd like to thank my executive producer, uh, Dr. Michelle Cooley. Most important, I'd like to thank our listeners for taking the time to tune into the James Cooley Show. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your life. Let's see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us for the James Cooley Show. It's your life. To learn more about Dr. James Cooley and how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life with Dr. James Cooley, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big in everything you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.